void void gazers, Lawkeeper Diarv, at your service. Stare into my silvered bowl and discover the story of our stalwart adventurers. Previously, after fending off Ocus from Emtazar, the group in the town took a much needed rest at the bearded bowl inn. As the ale and music flowed, Tumani stepped out and had a vision. Quilonan was overcome with the magic of a strange flute, and Sokka discovered the woman they had saved from the citadel, Sherowin, had returned to her petrified state. Ludwig went upstairs with a young lady named Gifra. After talking to the wee hours of the morning, they decided to run off to Neverwinter together to start a tea and meat pie shop. Leaving his new bag of holding with the adventurers he was sure would need him more than he, they set off the next morning. Now, as our adventurers prepare to leave Oakhurst and travel north to Parnest, just east on the mountains, the Goliath tribe is about to make an uncharacteristic decision with one of their finest warriors. What could this mean for our adventurers? Find out today on If I Could Wish a Wish. Sure. Um, this session, I'll be playing Egan, Conehand, Anakalafai. Anakalafai. Yeah, I got that right. <laughs> Goliath last names are very odd. Yes. But I'll be Tribal. playing. I'll be playing a Goliath monk. Uh, if people find that name complicated, he does allow people to call him Egg for short. Um, all right. So Egg, you are uh, currently just outside of your um, your tribes uh calming lands where you are currently overseeing a game of goat ball uh between some of the younger uh goliaths and um sort of watching them jump between the mountain stones in this northern region where you reside um tossing this goat ball and just knocking each other square off the mountainside um make a make a perception check for me perception probably good for a referee to have i don't have a very good role <laughs> Let's see. So that's an 11. Plus my awesome score of 1, which would make 12. A nice 12. Okay. Um, you you notice uh, as uh, one of the Goliath boys is sort of knocked onto his back, uh, the other another uh, Goliath boy raises the goat ball to knock him out. And um, all of a sudden, the one that's holding the ball just sort of reels back. And you sort of see a little bit, little trickle of blood uh, come down from his forehead. And he steps back. And the kid that uh, is on this ground sort of rolls off to the side and jumps back up, uh, preparing to um, preparing to dodge the strike. Uh, but you didn't see any kind of anything that would have impacted him during this. Um, the game continues. It, it's down to about uh, three of the children uh, still still uh, hiding between the rocks and, and and trying to hit each other with this this uh, stitched up piece of goat hide. 
and uh, make another perception check for me. 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, you see, you see uh, the same kid who had got knocked on his back earlier. Uh, he's one of the three that's left. Um, as you see another another of the children um, raise the goat ball and coming up behind him, you see him reach down and pick up a rock and chuck it at the at the other kid's neck, and he sort of uh, steps a couple steps back and coughs, and the guy runs up, grabs the ball, and just smacks him in the head with it and knocks him off the rock. You see uh, him pick the the goat ball up uh, from the kid that he just knocked out. And he turns and raises it uh, to find the last person. The other person just comes diving up off of a rock and just clotheslines him and knocks the goat ball out of his hand, knocking the breath out of him. <laughs> and then uh, they both reach for the ball as it falls out of his hands. The other kid grabs it and just thwacks him across the face with it. Uh, you can tell that this is the same kid with the trickle of blood down his face. And uh, he just sort of hits him again with the goat ball, then drops it and claims claims himself as king of the mountain. And sure enough, I'll just throw my arm up and just, winner. Winner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the, uh, the kids sort of, you know, reclaim their spots and they're, they're about to get ready to go for another one. Uh, you notice some of them are kind of uh, keeping their distance from the kid who seemed to be throwing rocks at, at people. Um, as, as you're watching them prepare for another round, you notice your... Uh, your good friend, Skywatcher Nani, is is standing at the edge of the play area uh, of the mountain, um, looking intently at you. Is there another like ref that could kind of take over, like another elder? Uh, yeah, there's a second captain who's uh, who is assigned. You and, and him this morning were assigned to the training of the younglings, um, and so uh, you give him a curt nod. Yeah, and, just kind of. And you he. Got this right. He nods to you, and uh, and he riles up the, uh, the the children for their next round of goat ball. And I'll make my way over to Sky, uh, Skywatcher Nani. Nani, yeah. She nods as you approach, and she says, um, "Looks like looks like the younglings are getting quite strong and cunning. Cunning? How so? We have one uh, throwing." rocks when he's uh, finding himself at a disadvantage. Ah, so finding the advantage where there is none. Trying. <laughs> well, perhaps perhaps he will make a good captain one day then. Perhaps. If his if his other skills improve. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll keep that in mind and I'll let the other captains know uh, perhaps some additional training is required. Perhaps a night uh, perhaps a night shadowing a guard on duty will uh, will set him straight. Um, she smiles at you and she says, the reason I have come is, and she sort of looks down and she says, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're needed in the chieftain's tent. Understood. And she, she walks with you um, stride by stride as you approach. She's about, um, she's about six inches shorter than you, uh, but she keeps up with you step by step. Um, and even offers the uh, to open the flat for you as you as you enter the chieftain's area. I'll probably just grab the opposite flat. Like we just each grab one and open it. <laughs> okay. All right. And then so yeah, as, we don't need to hold doors for each other. As she sees this, you both actually enter at the same time, uh, sort of ducking ducking beside each other. 
Um, as you enter the chief's hut, you notice um, something kind of odd. The chief is sitting in his normal uh, normal area, uh, but he is flanked on either side by the lamentor of the tribe, Vegamin Mindeye. And also sitting next to him is your mentor from the monastery, Master Delmer. And uh, while it's not unusual for your tribe to trade with the monastery and the other peoples of the villages around, uh, it's quite unusual to have one of them sitting next to the chieftain. Uh, the chief, chief master, I looks at you and he says, Well met, Egan. Come, there is much to discuss. I'll, you know, nod my head to, uh, it was Master Eye? Master Eye, yeah. Master Eye. I'll nod my head to the three of them and kind of take a position, pretty much making a nice little, like, square pentagon, depending on if Nani's joining. Okay. Yeah, Nani sits, uh, sits about 90 degrees to your left, and, uh, there's a, there's a fire in the middle of the, of the five of you now in this room, and, uh, she sort of pulls a, uh, pulls a rod from the side of the tent and starts to stoke the fire. And um, Master Eye takes a deep breath and looks to his um, his guests and says, there is something odd going on in these lands. And because of that, there is something very difficult we must ask of you. He turns and nods to the Lamentor, um, who says, the Den Mother has informed me we have lost the seventh child this season. Hmm. For some reason, Lathander has closed his eye upon us. I have not seen a healthy baby born to our village. At this, you also look and you notice that Master Delmer is sort of sitting meditatively, legs crossed, arms in his lap, his eyes closed. His long gray beard that is uh, braided with prayer beads goes all the way down to his lap and you see his fingers sort of rolling a prayer bead around. And um, the Lamentor goes on and says, Master Delmer has informed me that the surrounding villages have had similar issues. We know not from where this comes, but we know we must find a way to regain Lathander's favor. What would you have me do? The chief straightens himself up a bit, rolls his shoulders back and says, normally when one of us leaves the village, it is an exile for not being of use to our village anymore. However, you are one of our strongest, even at your age. And he sort of chuckles. Um, you, you and Rude. <laughs> I, I, I give him a sly smirk. <laughs> the, the chief is actually about a year younger than you, uh, but you you do still remember the three trials he took to overtake the chief of four, and he is he has well earned his position within the tribe. And he says, um, "I would ask you, we would ask you, to go forth and find from whence we have lost Lathander's favor." and find that we might regain it. I can do this. I had no doubt you could. 
And with that, um, the Lamentor uh, brings out a uh, carved piece of some kind of monstrous dried tail and begins to shake it as a rattle. And um, as she does this, uh, two or three of her uh, trainee acolytes um, make their way into the tent, burning sage. And she begins this long lament in your tribe's ancient tongue, um, telling the story the story of your feats of your life. Um, Aegon was born to this world. Aegon is strong. Aegon uh, mastered the pillars of, of captainship. Um, this chant goes on for over an hour as she recounts your life story to you. Um, and as she does this, her acolytes come and begin to uh, tattoo upon your chest the symbol of Lythander, um, which is a, a long road curving off into the sunset. And at the apex of this ritual, she grabs both sides of your face with her hands and puts her forehead to yours. And she says, Egon Kam Hand Anakothai, you are released from your obligations to the home tribe. You go not as an exile, but as an individual, blessed with a new title needed for such times. Our children shall know the story of the Godseeker Kam Hand, who walks the path to the sun to seek Lathander and regain his blessing for our tribe, for our children. And as she says that, uh, you notice Master Demar has, or Delmer has uh, stood up and he picks up a wooden box that he has kept at his side and, and walks to you and opens it. And within it, you see a expertly crafted base handle connected to a glistening uh, chain and ball and chain uh, that is a morning star made out of uh, adamantium adamantine adamantine uh, that is one of the temple's sacred weapons and he says while i know you do this for your tribe the people and villages of this area their hope rests within you as well we hope to see you again soon son you shall once i'm done with that Sorry. <laughs> With that, uh, Lamenter Vegaman also brings out a rough glass uh, container filled with a swirling, sparkling red liquid in it and hands it to you. And she says, for your safety on your travels, walk where the sun takes you. Do this for our children. And I'll just nod my head. Uh, you, as you turn to leave, you see Skywalker, uh, Skywatcher. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong type of camera. Wrong, yeah, <laughs> wrong universe. Um, Skywatcher Nani, uh, sort of um, misting, misting up on her eyes, but she's she's far too much a warrior to show show herself crying in front of the chief, especially. And uh, she walks side by side with you out of the tent, um, and. As you exit the tent, you see the entire tribe has exited. Uh, even the children that were playing goat ball have come, and they have all lined up with one hand to their chest, their heads bowed for you as you are walked 
from the to the village line with uh, with Nani. I just yeah, nice solemn Still march. Okay. Yeah, chest puff, head held high. It's not a disgrace, but an honor to go out. Cool. All right. Uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nani walks with you as far as the uh, territory of your Goliath tribe allows her and um, waits there until you are out of sight. All right. So is that your girlfriend or something? Is it? I'm just asking for a future reference. <laughs> Nani? <laughs> all right, so you are all uh, on the road north uh, to Parnast. It is about um, a seven hour walk um first of all what's the marching order How are you guys walking? well i'm the one that knows where it is right Parnast. yeah well you all know just know that it's it's up the road north oh okay i mean oh are we like in order well or how are you guys walking are you at what pace are you guys keeping uh, i'm sure soccer walked up right i was gonna say i was like i didn't i don't feel like we would be like running up there okay Sounds like a I mean, doom kind we're, of thing. We're powerful chicks, so we're probably all walking side by side. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. That's like, kind of what I was thinking. I was like, like why do we have to be in a line? Yellow brick road style. Yeah. Arm in arm. Arm in arm, <laughs> hand in hand. Okay. <laughs> all right, I think I think it's like soccer and Tumani with Kualana in the middle, and Kualana's kind of like hooked in both of them. Yeah. And then they're just kind of like walking. Soccer's kind of like, this is weird. And Tumani's like, oh, this is nice. Like, <laughs> people are touching me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not afraid of me? Your skin's quite warm. And I, you know, have really bonded with these people because they weren't part of my original clan. I, I was on my own, and we've gone through so much together, and I feel very comfortable with these interesting companions. And I do like having my arm in arm hooked as we're going off to a new adventure. And I still am trying to figure out what it is I'm to do. So I'm eager, I'm rested, and uh, as that that thought of I'm I'm still trying to figure out what to do crosses your mind, um, Sakura and Tumani, you both notice a small uh, patch of clover leaf, uh, sort of uh, bloom up in the road in front it. of you. <laughs> uh, it's actually like in a radius around the three of you as you're walking. You sort of it just sort of blooms up into the road. Nothing, nothing out of the weird, like super weird happens or anything, but you just notice that as, as you're walking. Um, and I, of course, know that you're on the right path. So, about three hours into your walk uh, up to Parnest, uh, you are walking along a dirt road that heads north. Uh, it's mostly a wooded area around you. There is a small creek uh, that runs north as well um, to your east and about three hours into your walk you hear this loud splashing coming from the east and you hear on the wind help help I go to the help sound. Yeah. <laughs> Sakura kind of like tightens her grip around Kualani. We all just like begins to run. Okay. Uh, you uh, leave the road and begin to run uh, through the wood towards the creek, and uh, in the water you can see a young woman in uh, 
sort of um, not finery, but finery for commoners. Yeah. Um, about twenty feet into the water, into the rushing water, and it doesn't seem that she can swim. And she sort of lo- locks eyes with you for a second. And you see her eyes go wide, and then she sort of ducks under the water, um, and just her arms flailing about. Okay, I go and I can I just fly over to her and I'll grab her out of the water. Okay. So you uh, you stretch your wings out, and with a with a single flap, you gain momentum up into the air and begin to search the waters for her. Make a perception check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, you can see uh, the dark of her hair sort of um, splayed out underwater, and you can sort of see bubbles rising to the surface. Okay. I fly down to grab her. Okay. Uh, make a strength check. <laughs> Egan. Is it Egan or Egon? Egan. Egan. Uh, Egon. That's the whole reason why I picked that name. Was like, oh, Egan, Egan. I yeah. picked too many Lego because of Egan. the. Because I have like, oh, I have too many problems. Or, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, sixteen was it? Okay. Uh, so, Egan, you've been traveling for a few days, um, and you recently sat to take a rest um, in the middle of the wood. You've got your. Uh, your small canvas out and you're painting uh, what looks to be a very brightly colored uh, medium-sized bird that you see you've seen perched on this uh, branch for a while um, can you make a, a, a check with your painters kit absolutely 14 because I'm and I'm proficient with it which would make 16 beautiful all right yeah it's uh, it's I mean it's not masterwork quality but it's, I mean, it's definitely something you could hang in a tavern. Uh, it's, and it's, it's coming along nicely when all of a sudden you see um, above the tree line a, a blur of purple. And as your eyes sort of follow it, your ears perk up and you can hear uh, splashing and calls from help uh, down the right oh, toward God the creek. Oh, damn it. I'm a demon. He's going to try and kill me. <laughs> uh, oh, you're a demon. Chuck. Probably very quickly pack up my supplies. Uh, probably holding the canvas in one hand, like letting it dry. <laughs> yeah, like fanning it as I very quickly. Okay, because <laughs> I've got a nice giant speed of forty. Nice. Okay. Uh, start just sprinting. Okay. Keeping um, pace with the purple. With the purple. 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 All right. So you uh, you dive down and sort of trying to hover over the water. You reach your hands in to grab this woman. Um, as you do, you grab her hand and you start pulling her out. And as she comes out of the water, it is no longer the young maiden that you saw, but a sunken in face with eyes and teeth that are sharp. Of course it's a trap. And you see uh, her, the black hair around her comes spurting out of the water and it wraps itself around you and begins to drag you under the water. Um, I need all four of you to roll initiative, please. Just a d20, right? Oh, we get an initiative bonus. We get a Sounds like this where I wish I picked a different feet. <laughs> uh, an unnatural 20. Nice, okay. All right. I got a straight up nat- wait, what's the natural six. A natural six. Okay. Sorry, I remember Yeah. Oh, 20. Wow, okay. A natural 20. Yeah, a natural 20. Yeah. Egg? And I got a 13. 
Okay, nice. Okay, there you are. This actually works out perfectly for Sakura because she came running just because the rest of the group was going to. But she's chaotic neutral, so she really doesn't care if somebody that isn't in her party is drowning. So she just kind of like runs to the edge, stops, sees two manis taking care of it, and is like, okay. Cool. Sees that all go up in there and is like, okay. So the two of you are on the water's edge then? Yeah, they. Okay. Uh, I mean, when we reached no, there? I mean, we, I, I would assume that we stopped at like a tree line when she took off. Where, wherever. Oh, I thought you just said you were at the edge. So, sorry. Edge of the tree line. Okay, so you're at the edge of the tree line. There's about five feet of, of um, like a sandy layer before the, before the embankment, before the creek. And then you can see her about 20 feet into the, into the water and these black tendril-like uh, uh, wisps of hair are beginning to drag her underwater. The top of the round it's going to be two many are currently grappled. Can I do flaming spear in front of me? Or is that the same thing? Uh, well, is it an action? I think so. She's got new spells, so. I'm sorry, it's hard for me. Uh, yes, it's an action. Okay, then yeah, you can use that as your spell. Okay, then yeah, I'll flame, or I'll uh, flaming spear her. Okay. I'll ram it into her. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll. <laughs> Ramming it. Okay, so 13, so it passes my DC. Uh, your DC, what's the total? Your parent packs her AC. Oh, that's right, sorry, 13, and then I get plus five. Okay, so 18? 18, yeah. That will hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay, let's see, what's my damage? So six fire damage. Six fire damage. Yeah. Okay. Um, she is currently underwater, so I'm gonna take uh, half damage on that. Round it up, right? Yeah. Which is three. Yeah. I, was just, I was just wondering if half damage is rounded up or down. Yeah. All right. And uh, bonus action. Do you have anything for a bonus action you want to do? Can't I mean, move currently. Besides lightning roar, I don't think I don't have a bonus action. Or sh- lately, but I don't have a free hand. I'm assuming. She has my hands. Correct, yeah. Okay. Then yeah. Uh, that's the end of your turn. That'll make it Kualanin's turn. And currently for you and Sakura, uh, ranged attacks will be at a disadvantage because technically the uh, entity is underwater. So even if I have 120 feet? Or... It'll just be at a disadvantage means you roll twice and take the lower number. And basically maybe I'm just going to hit the hair. You can try and hit the hair. Yeah, that would be different. Yeah. That would be a regular attack. Okay. So oh, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I can feel it. Can we do the same thing with like with my eldritch blast? To hit to hit her, yes. To hit the hair is different because the hair is above Out water. She's underwater. underwater, which means there's a refraction that you have to calculate, which is why there's a disadvantage. I look at Sakura, and I know he's really she. good. She. She's really good at casting spells. I can destroy water, and I can cast a spell to destroy up to. Um, 10 gallons of water within range. Okay. Uh, Do it right around her head and so she can't breathe. Right. So. Well, it says, it says within range too, so I mean like. My range is 30 feet. If you were to destroy all the water around her hair, then, I mean, the hair would become brittle without any water in it. And would... I'm just trying to expose the upper part of her body so you can blast her. You know what I mean? Like, like parting the waters around her body. Right. It'll be for this attack round. It would it would remove that disadvantage. 
before the water begins to flow back under it. But that's if, if, Jer- yeah. if Jeremy says that it doesn't like swoop back in immediately, then yeah, if it, if it lasts. Because this is all, lasts. one round's like happening at the same time. And if I'm uh, uh, casting the spell at a second level or higher, which I am at level three, okay. it, uh, it destroys an additional 10 gallons of water. Okay. So, so we've got 20 gallons of water around the person I'm going to destroy by making a um, motion with my hand as if I'm swooping water away and saying, water, disperse. Okay. As you do this, the uh, the water around her sort of, uh, the, the molecules separate and it just becomes air around her. Uh, and you, you can see now her body is just this, this taut, thin, uh, she basically almost looks like a zombie wearing clothes. And uh, she... She sort of screeches and she, she, her head snaps towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything you want to do for your bonus action or? Do you have any cantrips that would help? Your movement. I'm gonna go ahead and move forward and I'm gonna gesture to, to Sapra and you come, let's see what we can do. She's out of the water for now. Okay. I suppose. Okay, and that would make it Egg's turn uh, as you are bounding through the forest. You come come out of the uh, out of the clearing and you onto the embankment, and you can see, prop, perhaps about thirty feet from where you came out, you can see uh, something being dragged underwater by some kind of undead abomination, uh, and then a uh, snake-like looking uh, woman and a half elf standing on the shoreline. Perfect. So that thing is probably about like thirty feet from where I am. Correct. Yeah. Now, since I'm charging full sprint through a forest, okay. reasonably, how much would you give me for a jump if I wanted to try and just like touch down right by this thing? Um, I would say you could you could expend another uh, you know ten feet I, of your movement, and then the rest of your jump you could probably land in the water next to it. Perfect. I think I want to do that. Okay. All right. So you come bounding. You you do you just take a second to sort of gauge the situation and see these three women. As they're as they're struggling with some kind of undead monstrosity in the water, and uh, <laughs> and you, you you there's this, a large rock on the side of the shoreline, and you sort of bound up it and push off and just sort of flying. Uh, to me, you sort of turn your head and you just see this big gray mass of muscle just come I'm splashing like, down into the water next to you. <laughs> Does that re-displace all the water that she just displaced? No. <laughs> that went into air. And uh, with that being said, I think it's uh, I think it's time for some pain. All right, let's do some pain. So I'm going to first attack with my Morningstar. Now, you gave me that nice little adamantine Morningstar. Yep. Is that adding anything to damage or uh, rolls or anything, it, or just it's, unbreakable? It's unbreakable. Um, I'll say it's a plus one Morningstar. All right, so let's first uh, try and hit it with this morning star. Okay, right in its stupid face. It's stupid, 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 ah. stupid face. Ah, that's such a shame. I'm about to get. It hit. was on the 18, and then it rolled back, and it's <laughs> a four. A four. So that makes it a nine. Uh, as you swing your your uh, morning star, you see a, a wisp of hair come up out of the water and knock it away as your as the undead face snaps from uh, from Quilanin over to you, and her maw just oh, drops open, and you see a, uh, sharp teeth with a bl- black oozing ichorous mouth. Perfect. I'm glad that's showing the face because as a monk, <laughs> I would like to spend one of my key points as a bonus action. Okay. 
to do flurry of blows. Okay. Two more unarmed strikes. Bam. Okay. So you you tap into this core energy that you have stored from your meditation in the woods, and you feel it flow up from your from the core to your wrists. And I'm I'm assuming you're punching with the other hand. Oh, or? absolutely. Okay. It just knocks the flail away with one hand. Does that thing. It's just kind of like jab, so like jab. Two <laughs> one inch punches to her face. Okay. Go ahead. Let's go for the first one. Which will be a 18. That'll hit. Roll the second one, too. For a 19. Those nice. will both hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Awesome. So they're only D4s at the moment. Yeah, it's unarmed. So. Yep. So that one is a 3. Okay. That one's a 1, but I'm oh. going to use my Savage Attacker to re-roll that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. So nice I, beat. I need to make my fists hurt more. That's another 3. So it was three and three, or yep, four and three. Do I add my strength mod to that? For unarmed, yes. Perfect. So that'll be a total of 12. 12, okay. 12 for anybody else, damage. I believe unarmed is half of a d4, like d4 halved plus your strength, but I think with you as a monk, you have that unarmed strength. I got the martial arts thing, so yeah. my, my fists hurt more. And yeah. My <laughs> fists hurt more. Big Our, meaty claws. It takes these two hits to the face, and you just see black ichor just sort of spread from its mouth. And uh, and it uh, you you sort of see the water starting to pool back in around it. Uh, that makes it the mob's turn, and it the mob. Is, well, the the, the monster. monster. Yeah. Uh, it is going to claw back at you with its claws as it's as it's pulling her under. Very good. Uh, is it out of the water then? In this motion. It's well, no, it's still it's still in that that divot, divot of, of magical uh, energy. So um, it actually has a multi-attack where it can attack with both of its claws and its hair. So we're going to do multi-attack against Egg here. Quick question. Yes. If it attacks with the hair, is she not grappled anymore? It actually has three tendrils of hair that it can attack with. Damn. Yeah. So it's got me with two, basically? Right now it's got you with one. Uh, can um, fight it? <laughs> one of those is definitely going to hit. That's a 24. Oh, absolutely. And 12. Twelve will miss. Okay, so one of the, one of these claws, you sort of duck out of the way, and as your face comes forward back, she scratches you across the face with the other one, dealing a uh, dealing six slashing damage to you. Welcome to our roleplay group. You're gonna get hurt in the first act. That's and then, <laughs> she's got plenty of yeah. As as you feel that scratch come across your face and you begin to recover from it, you see a black tendril of hair whip up and try and grasp around you. Uh, that is not gonna hit. That's a nine. So it tries to grasp around you. How do you evade it? Uh, probably just. Excellent. I don't want to like grapple it as well, but mm -hmm. probably just like a nice like arm up and just kind of like a pull in the opposite just direction. Yank it, yank it down. Okay. Exactly. Cool. Just throwing it off balance. All right. Uh, as much as you can in water. Because he's there attacking, it doesn't get the action to start reeling you in nice. anymore. So you're still stuck in that same position uh, right above where the water line is normally. Okay. Sakura? Um, so... Please don't drop a toaster. <laughs> I threw I mean, a toaster in the we got, we got this big lug here who's about, you know, like Probably can defeat it in the next couple of attacks. I could Eldritch Blast it. Let's be honest. I, I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, Are you not helping me? What the fuck? No, my, my idea to help was placing my hand into the water and, and casting Mage Land. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
that's a cantrip, right? It is. I, I'm still gonna have you roll a d20 for okay. me and add your spell attack to it. I'm gonna make it because it's shiny, shiny. Uh, Eleven plus my four charisma, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um, as you as you step up to the shore and place your hand into the water, uh, you you see the water not so much freeze, not so much turn into land, but just sort of temporarily stop. In a for a 15 foot like almost a dock so you're about the it ends about five feet from where they're standing mm-hmm. um but but you have this sort of like hardened water so you're about to sort of it right there. now is what you're saying um so that's that's a can trip i believe so you could you so uh, is that a stuff. bonus action or an action it's casting time uh the, no on action. the card what does it say oh it's a one Action. So you still have a bonus action. Um, but you said my Eldritch Blast isn't considered. It's an action as well. So you would have to do, a, if you have a bonus action, you have also movement. So the cantrip has to be an offhand action? Or I'll, I'll explain that after this fight. Or after you finish your turn. But it, you, if you have a bonus action, you can cast it. Oh, a, that's what it's yeah. yeah. Okay, then I totally do this. Okay. Uh, I X that bitch. Okay. You you bring you forward your it. serpentine finger and point it at point it oh at. Oh my this. god! <laughs> <laughs> she just turns into a man. Well, I mean, like, I mean, do you? Should we? Do we play it that way? No. I'll sex that bitch. I'll make it. I'll make this turn into a really naughty situation for you. No, please. I'm right by it. Please. There's don't a lot of tentacles. I've seen these porns. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> no. All right. All right. So for real though, I will do. I will do pex. Okay. My. Uh, curse that I place on them. Any creature I see within range and I deal an extra d6 of necrotic damage to the target whenever I hit it with an attack. Okay. Uh, also, I can choose one ability when I cast the spell. Also, choose one ability when you cast the spell. The target has a disadvantage on ability checks with made with the chosen ability. Strength. Yeah. Well, ability <laughs> checks don't don't count as, as attacks. So, I mean, if, if it was using an ability check to, like, yeah, like, to reel her in would be an ability, but to attack with her with, would not be an ability check. Yeah. But, yeah, so you could do that. Strength. Constitution, if you want to weaken it up. Well, I mean, I think, I think it's magical, so the, the trait has to either be wisdom or... No, it can be any ability. Even for me, like... Oh, he's, he's trying to say, like, well, what do I want to oh, target? Yeah. Because... Oh, okay. It could right, be magical. Yeah, yeah. So what's strength, the it's casting? probably not using strength to do a grapple. I mean, it could be doing a grappling attack, but I feel like it's a magical thing, so it would have to be a magical uh, thing. Anyway, so what do you guys think? Uh, wisdom or intelligence? I mean, depending on how you want to take this thing, if you do strength, I can always try and drag it out of water. True. I'm strength primary. All right, then, uh, yeah. I, if if I, that's the way you want to roll it. Yeah, I, I'll, that's how I'll, I'll roll it. Okay. Uh, so and I will I will do it in the sense that I just know that it's it's overpowered by you know four people versus one, so uh, I just decrease its strength because I'm standing there like you're not gonna freaking win this. <laughs> you uh, you point your uh, your long fingernail uh, at the beast and uh, you utter what do you utter as as you exit? That right here. Uh, I was pretty basic. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty basic. <laughs> I, uh, I whisper as I'm uh, grasping my crystal and um, pointing at, at the siren, I guess is what it is. I say, see, Chihok Wooks. Echoing through the woods. Okay. And that's 
literally just translates my curse into code. Okay. You guys don't know that. I do not speak it, so I did not know. Yeah. All right. So she now has disadvantage on strength checks. That brings us back to the top of the order with two Tumaini still okay. being grappled. Okay, does she seem like she's getting a little bit looser on me at all? She does not. Oh, well, fuck She me. got a pretty strong grab around your waist. All right, well, I feel like it's time that I try to break free. Okay, so that's gonna be a strength contest. So you will roll strength and I will roll disadvantage on strength. Ooh, this is gonna be good for you. God damn it, Cooney. You think sleeping with the GM would help, but it fucking doesn't. It didn't help me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you slept with Jeremy? <laughs> we were cold, okay? Oh my god. It's called networking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's I called a, docking. I got a nat 20 plus one, so 21. I rolled a nat 20, but then I rolled a 17 on my my uh, on my. So you had to take that one, didn't you? So you you grab the hair around you <laughs> and you just bring it up and you just tear through it with your teeth and it, and it, it pulls away from you and you are now free of this thing. Cool. So you still have does movement she, and bonus does action. Does she land on the frozen water? She's, well, she's still hovering. She's yeah. just yeah. wings, yeah. Um, as my bonus action, I ignite flame blade in my hand. Okay. Can I, I can't attack No, you've already now. used your action. Yeah, okay. You have movement as well. Um, how deep is this water? Uh, currently, she, it looks like she's standing on the bottom of the, of the creek, so it's probably not more than five feet deep. Uh, so oh. she's standing like this, basically. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I had her, like, laying flat <laughs> for whatever. Well, when she was pretending to be a drowning victim, she was sort of laying on the top. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of, uh, I'll fly up a little bit higher just to get, uh, maybe a little bit further away from her tendrils. Okay. Tindrils. All right, Tindrils. so you fly, how far do you use your whole movement speed to go up? Um, that's really far. I don't want to be that far. I think you have a 30 foot flying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, why not? So you fly up 30 feet, so you're just hovering in the air with a flaming sword, or not a sword, what do it's you It's like have? a scimitar, basically. Okay, you have your scimitar out, okay. Well, no, 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 my flame blade, it, it's a blade made out of flame. It looks oh, like a it's scimitar, a magical blade. Kind, okay. yeah. All right, so you have a magical blade in your hand flying 30 feet up. Uh, Quillanen, what are you going to do at this point? The water has uh, solidified. solidified around her, and you can just sort of see the top of her face as she's trying to sink back into the water. My first instinct is not to kill the creature. <laughs> Although, you've you, you, you been endangered. We do have advantage. I think I want to use my command um, spell that just tells it to stop. Okay. Or fault. So um, I have a 60 foot range, and all I do is shout to the creature, halt. <coughs> is that considered a charmed effect? Um, would, you, would you know, Patrick? Uh, I can look it up real quick. One word command, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Okay. But so, it's not a charmed effect. Okay. Yeah. Charm no spells specifically say. Uh, okay. Well, then the spell has no effect on her. Oh, as you speak it, undead? as you speak it out, yeah. you see her face turn to you with her sunken in eyes, and she just <laughs> at you. You still have a bonus action, though. I still have a bonus action. Um, hmm. Do you have a healing word? You can heal her. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, shield of faith. That would cover you. You could cover our new friend. He's the one that's taking uh, beatings for us. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got pecs plus we two. Needed a we needed a tank. You could always turn into a bear. That's true, I can! <laughs> <laughs> I turned into a bear over! <laughs> See, you know what I could have done? I could have just turned into a small animal and then she would have been had to let go of me. God damn it. What is Bane here? That's an action, though. Yeah, it's pretty much the opposite of Bless. You only have a few things that are bonus actions. I think Shield of Faith. Yeah, and, and I think. And I spiritual weapon? Spiritual weapon. Or. No. Do you have a spiritual weapon? You do have a spiritual weapon. You can cast spiritual weapon. That pretty much plops down a ethereal weapon that you yeah. can use to hit the creature as a bonus action each turn. Yeah. So why don't you do that? So, okay. um, what what is what spiritual weapon do you create? What what does it look like? What kind of weapon is it? It would be something like a shimmering rope that would bind her her hair and her upper body and her arms so that she can't she's immobile. Okay. Uh, so you you wave your hands and and, and twiddle your fingers and a uh, a spiritual golden sheathed uh, lasso begins to form in the middle of the air and it whips down at her. Um, go ahead and I believe you roll an attack roll. Yeah, uh, so like an attack spell. Yeah, spell attack. So roll a d20 and add your spell modifier mod. 10. So 15. 15 is going to hit. So uh, roll, uh, I believe it's 1d8. Plus your spell casting. So plus five. One D eight plus five. Eight plus five. Okay, so thirteen. All right, so the, the thing whips around her. Uh, you don't grapple her with it, but it does smack across her her uh, back, and you deal thirteen damage. Okay, and now it's going to be uh, Egg's turn, I believe. Yeah. Perfect. So this thing's in the water with me. And he said it's about five feet deep, so I'm still like chest above oh, yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're standing just awesome. perfect. You're sitting pretty. Perfect. So I think that uh I think I'm gonna turn the tables on this thing. Okay. And I'd like to use my attack action to grapple it. Okay. Make a grapple check. Ooh. Ooh. Uh I don't for your game, grapple check is uh strength attack roll. Strength or strength check. Strength, strength, strength. Oh, perfect. Um, in that case, I'm going to get a six. Uh, she got a seven. So you try and grab onto her, and the uh, two bits of hair just come up and sort of knock your hands out of the way as she growls at you. Oh, perfect. It's growling again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I use the attack action, I'm going to spend another key point. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'll just flavor these ones as headbutts instead. <laughs> okay. So just two straight up headbutts, just crack, crack. All right, go ahead and roll those two. I just like every time that it like retaliates, it's just another fist <laughs> in the face. So the thing that I put around her is not still there because she took the damage. It's still floating, but it didn't grab her. It just sort of whipped her. Oh, like did you use that? That is cocked. No, okay. I did Real. a uh, special weapon, like a lasso, to kind of hopefully bind her more. So the first one will be for uh, not a natural twenty. Okay. 
the second one will be not a natural 24. Okay, they both hit. Go ahead and roll damage for both of them. As you reel back and just slam your head into her undead face twice, uh, black ichor sort of spewing out into the fresh, clean stream. All right, I'm going to re-roll that one again for Savage Attack. Or slightly more. <laughs> so that's going to be 6 plus 5 makes 11 damage. Okay. 11 forehead damage. Forehead <laughs> damage. Straight up forehead damage. All right. So you do that. Um, that makes it her turn. She is now going to attempt to grapple you with the hairs. Bring it. Why would she um, be mad at you? I don't get it. And this is actually <laughs> not a contested roll. This is an attack dinner. that she has. I'm waiting for dinner. Yeah. God damn it, Declan. Uh, that Let's is see. not going to hit you. That is a uh, uh, an eight. Uh, but she is going to still no. try and claw at your face. So as as the hair whips whips past you and you sort of dodge out of the way, she just comes, sort of pounces up partially out of the water and claws down at your face with her two hands. Um, that is a twenty four and a fourteen. They will both hit. Both hit. Okay. Yeah, I think at this point I'd like to take my reaction whenever the damage is rolled. Okay. Uh, so that's. Eight and nine. All right, so I'm going to use my reaction. I'm going to use the Goliath feature, Stone Endurance. Okay. I'm going to roll a D12 plus my con mod, which is two. Okay. And reduce the damage by that much. Cool. Okay. So that's uh, 17 damage total right now. Minus six. Okay. So 11 damage to you. Uh, she sort of scratches, and it doesn't, you sort of tense yourself for a second and it doesn't even break skin, but you can see these long red drag marks down uh, this Goliath gargantuan's face. As, as Are Goliaths common creatures to see out in the wild, or is this weird? Not terribly common. The last time you or Sakura saw a Goliath was the woman who ran the gladiatory pit. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. So That's you don't have very fond memories of Goliaths. Well, I mean, I, I see him trying to... He's not True. attacking me, True. so... Yet. Of, <laughs> God no, damn it! You know, <laughs> out of character, though, don't I recall you saying that both her and Ludwig were there of their own volition? Correct. Yeah. So you ha- you don't have a bad relationship with her. Yeah. Because you weren't taken. Trigger. Sakura's really the only one. Because he was, just, she was a slave. <coughs> I'm a tiefling and nobody wanted to hire me. So I was like, well, fuck it. Maybe if I just, I just fight. I'll go kill people who want to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> you want to die, bitch? Let's do it. Uh, that makes it Sakura's turn at the bottom of the round here. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sakura is going to scream. Drabad. Okay. Drabad. <laughs> As she's coming down on Egg's face with her claws. So that, uh, that's 16 plus my 4. That's going to hit. Uh, and then I roll the D10. Uh, Force damage. So that's 5, and then I add my charisma to that, so that's 9. And okay. then I add a D6 of necrotic damage. Good call, because of the hex. Mm-hmm. That's 6. Nice. Good call. Good, good hit, good hit. That is... All right, she is starting to look a little worse for wear. Uh, you can sort of see slashes uh, oozing necrotic uh, filth out into the, the water. As I, you, I, I also, like, I put myself at, a, like, a far distance. Okay. At least 50 feet from her. Okay, so you back up a little. Yeah, I'm like, I'm at the tree line. <laughs> um, first of all, can you give me the, uh, 
the mage hand, how long does that last? Uh, I think it's ten minutes. Okay. Oh, one minute, sorry. Okay, is it concentration? Uh, a conjuration. Okay. All right. So, so I would have snapped and was walking back. Cool. So you you move back uh, probably to around the tree line area. Um, the the portion of water is still sort of frozen in time, and uh, as you you hit her with this blast of energy, and you just sort of see her fall off of where she's trying to grab Agus' face, and she just sort of splashes into the water. Um, that brings us back to the top of the round to Mani. She is now underwater. Um, no. no, the, oh, the, the creature. creature, yeah. You're floating 30 feet above the water with a flaming sword in your hand. Yeah. Fair. So she's completely underwater. Correct. So to hit her with anything, it would be a disadvantage. Okay. Okay. What if it's an ice knife? Because then it's cold. <laughs> well, it's going to be a disadvantage to hit her. Oh, because you can't see. Right. Is what you're saying. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay. I'm gonna fly down as fast as I can so I can try and make like a ripple with the air. Okay. To try and get a best my best view on her. And then uh, I'm gonna flame blade her right in between the eyes. Okay. Roll two D twenties and take the lower. Just real quick, she doesn't have any um Weaknesses to force or necrotic? No. Okay. Um, so what was that? So 21. Is the lower? I rolled a 16 and a 17. Nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna hit. As you plunge your blade into the water, you see steam just sort of immediately pour out. Uh, go ahead and roll damage for that. Fire damage, yeah. So yeah, ten. So I rolled three d six. Okay, ten damage. All right. As as the steam sort of, sort of boils around her, you can you can see her face under the water, and she lets out this screech, mm-hmm. and uh, you just see bubbles sort of sort of pile up towards the surface of the water. Um, Quillanen, what would you like to do? I want first yell to me. Just get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> No, she pissed me off! <laughs> I don't see any reason why we need to fight this creature. Let's just get on our way. It is, it is, it is an undead, and that makes it an unnatural being. And you are of the nature Earth. Yeah. This is an abomination. This really? is an abomination to nature, technically. You can treat that however you want as your own character, but... True. I'm just letting you know what that kind of creature would be considered in this world. Is it black magic? Plus, what if someone else is wandering around the road? Yeah. True, but I, I can't <laughs> see her now. She's underwater, yeah? Correct. Yeah. I'm yeah. not doing so hot on hit points. Oh, yeah. you, got uh, you, you have a friend that needs healed. Yeah, he I, is bleeding. Yeah, I've taken I mean, a total of 16 I mean, you can healing word as a bonus so action him and still have a spell, yeah. dude. Maybe Goliath tough, but I've got monk hit points. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> monks, monks aren't that burly, but they hit hit a lot. I didn't use a bonus action. Can I healing word him? Is my bonus sure. action? Yeah, you can healing word him. Yeah, I'll healing word you. While mom figures out her spell. Yeah. Sweet D4s. Yeah. 18. 
plus five. You, you don't I have to roll. roll you just, oh, wow. I was oh, like, yeah. holy crap. No. <laughs> no, you just have to roll the, the healing. Oh, just. Yeah. He's a willing target. To yeah. be should be D4 plus mod. Yeah. So plus five, I think. So nine. So nice. you heal nine. As, as she takes her hand that's not holding a spiritual flaming blade, she reaches out and touches you. And uh, I don't have to touch What him. do you speak to him when you say that? It's just a voice. I don't have to touch him. So what do you say? Um, let's see. What do I say? Uh, uh, he healed, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Fix yourself, bitch. Demons release. I just, say, I just say thank you. Okay. And you feel the vigor start to return to you your body. Anyway, mom. All right. Since I'm it's still not infernal. sure what I want to do as far as this is concerned, I'm going to do um, an aid spell. My spell bolsters my allies with toughness and resolve. Three people within range. Each person's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five. But if I'm a level three, add another five. Okay. So it increase by ten. So you're spending another level three slot. Right. So, uh, so. Uh, both Tumini, I guess, both yourself and and Egg all increase by ten maximum hit points temporarily, and also heal ten hit points. Nice. Now I'm coming pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. you're, you're now surrounded by three powerful ladies who are bolstering your hit point wise. I feel better than I could have <laughs> even started with. I, I should have even started with. Yeah, you, you're starting to feel that mountain call of the Goliath tribe like within you. You're feeling this arcane energy present around you that you don't see very often in your Goliath tribe. This sort of this this divine and arcane energy sort of colliding yeah, so you around. Roll you. One of these and then you add I hear my clan song, which is hooked on a feeling. So it just starts off with that Uga Chaga Uga. Nice. All right, that makes it Egg's turn. Now revitalized and feeling strong. Revigored. Awesome. This thing's underwater. I'm in the water. Correct, yeah. So, am I going to take a disadvantage if I'm just like right over this thing beating down on it, or? Uh, I would say if you were trying to hit with your mace, yes. With your fists, probably not. I'm going to try and grapple it again. Okay. So you look down in the water, you watching her sort of swim around you, and then you go down, try and grapple. Ooh, that's better. Ew, that's not. <laughs> 17? Uh, yeah, she got a four, so... Good. Awesome. All right. So you reach down and you just you wait for her to swim past you and you just reach down, and grab her by the hair and pull her up. You got now got her in your hand. Awesome. And you said that there's Mage Land somewhere nearby. Mage Land. <laughs> yeah, it's about five feet from where you're at right now. So I'd like to move her onto the Mage Land. So you you have her grab and you start <laughs> you start walking up over. You have enough uh, movement speed to sort of oh, lift I yourself. I got plenty of movement speed. Lift yourself up onto this like strange frozen weight uh, like part of the creek that's just sort of stopped everything else is sort of flowing around it and you drag her up onto the the, the mage land <laughs> perfect all right and i'm also going to spend another key point because i all have right. four of them all right and Bonus each, this, this is each costing me one nice so it's fine so you're going to hit her again oh absolutely awesome all right go ahead and roll for this for all i know this is fixing the baby problem the baby problem? Yeah. The, the children. Oh, right, <laughs> yes. right, right. <laughs> my whole purpose of leaving my village. The baby problem. I love it. So, no. That's a crit. Okay. One nice. crit. All right. And that's a 14. That's not going to hit. So one one swing goes wide as she sort of rolls over on this mage land. <laughs> and Second hit. 
second hit, as she sort of rolls over, you'd use that momentum to clock her in the side of the face. And that's double, right? Correct. Not your bonus, but your dice roll is yep. doubled. So, woo. Aha. Oh, nice catch. First one, four. Second one. Somewhere over there. <laughs> I'm going to re-roll that yeah, one. Yeah, you are. Well, I'm not hitting this mic in my face. <laughs> yeah. Four. A one again. Okay, so five plus and three is eight. Eight. Okay. Not a great crit, but a crit nonetheless. I got this thing on land. Matter of fact, with the since it's like half my speed to move while I have something grappled yeah. and drag it, could I... I'm going to push forward as close as I can to like shore. <laughs> Okay, um, so allowed. half your speed will grapple will be twenty, right? Yeah. And so five feet to get up, I'll say. Yeah, I'll say you yeah. can you can move it pretty close to the shoreline. Just, just trying to get it further and further away from water where it seems comfortable. You give it that second smack across the face, and then you just continue to drag it by the hair towards the shoreline. Uh, that makes it its turn. <clears throat> in it, I'm gonna cancel out the. Uh, she doesn't have a name. Rude. Disadvantage here, really quick. Uh, because you're grappled onto her hair. I'm going to say the hair is going to try and grapple onto you as well. Bring it. Um, and... you're, not, you're not grappled in... I'm not grappled in here with you. You're <laughs> grappled in here with me. That is going to be a 23. And I'm opposing that? No, this is an attack. So okay. it's... Uh, That'll hit just a bit. <laughs> That'll hit. Uh, and... Uh, so you actually take 14 slashing damage as this hair starts cutting into you, sort of digs into your skin. I'm so glad we just healed. Yes, <laughs> me too. Uh, and uh, and it's going to, instead of using its claws to attack you, it's going to dig its claws into the mage land and try and pull itself back into the water. I'm just going to roll a d20 for it really quick. See if it makes any purchase. Nope, it does not. You just sort of see the... Uh, the claws sort of creating a wave in this frozen water where you can see the claw marks, but then you can also see water flowing under it. Um, but you still have it by the hair and you're pulling it. Sakura, it is your turn, sir. Uh, throw that. <laughs> That will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. That's nine and uh, ten. Ten, ten, ten. Nine, nine and ten? No, ten damage total. So ten damage total. All right. You hit it, and you can sort of feel a little bit of a snap in it, in it as, as the force damage hits it, and it sort of careens off to the side, and you're still holding it by the hair. Um, make a dex saving throw really quick for me. Okay. Proficient in deck saving throws. Well, there you go. Pretty nimble for a big guy. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Is that a nat one? That's a nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, as this sort of hits it, its claws retract from the mage land, and uh, you both are set careening into the water. Uh, you still have a hand and a tear, though. Good. Uh, bonus action movement. Uh, can I use my bonus action to do in our... I guess it would be either like Arcana or History Insight, something like that, to figure out what the heck this thing actually is. Yeah, uh, do I guess do an Arcana check? Technically, you wait three rounds, you're gonna figure out what this thing was. <laughs> I don't think it'll take three rounds or three turns, I should say. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Um, 
being that you're pretty sure it's an undead creature, uh, you've heard tales about maidens that were betrayed in some way who uh, claw their way back to the living world to uh, basically just take revenge on passers-by for the way that they were treated in life. Um, so some, something along the way made this woman uh, A die. A bitch. And she is now taking out her, her otherworldly anger on uh, those that would travel too close. Um, then I want to I want to try one thing if everybody wants to try something different. Okay. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> as I kind of come to realize this, and you know, we're w- w- without with you excluded, uh, again, uh, we're three traveling. Um, so as I understand this, I call out to Tumani and ask her to cease her attack. At least <laughs> let Quilonin cast another word upon her. And I turn to Quilonin and I tell her to, I'm kind of hoping you can use your, your same attack you used before. Uh, the command? The command, yeah. Uh, and I ask, ask her to tell her to rest in peace. The command didn't work on the undead. And it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck, fuck! Yeah. God damn it! Yeah. Well, she might be able never to mind. Kill the undead and I'm killing her. I don't know what you're talking about, man. She grappled me. I, now yeah, I have a fear we'll, of water. We'll, it's we'll a cut problem. that out. I was, I was just picturing the exchange of like, Ow. just tell it to stop. <laughs> it it didn't work last time. Right, never mind. I mean, like, I wanted, I wanted to try to like rest its soul, but I, I forgot that it couldn't work on the undead. So, uh, Tumani, top of the round. She's like again underwater with egg. Wait, she pulled you back underwater? I may have slipped. (laughs) 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 Sakura doesn't know her own strength sometimes. Uh, So I'm still probably pretty close to the water because I didn't fly back. Yeah, you're you're still sort of at the the edge of the water. Uh, I'd be on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Do I see them? Do I have a clear view of her? You sort of saw where they fell in. Yeah. Okay. Can I see her? You can see the rippling shape of something. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, my flame blade's still going. Okay. So I guess I'll try again. Okay. To stab her in the forehead. Roll with disadvantage. Okay. So she rolled disadvantage and what? For being underwater. Well, they both suck, so. Uh, oh, so 13, yeah. Okay. You stab into the water and you fail to make purchase on it. You yeah. Just, off of it. Uh, do you want to do anything for your bonus action? Uh, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a whole second. One. God damn it, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, wait, I can use lightning lure, right? As cantrip? Is it a bonus yeah, action? Yeah, my cantrip. Oh, it's just one action. Okay. So yeah, you could use like Shillelagh and Lightning Lord the same round, but... Okay. So Quilonin, uh... What would you like to do? If you're not sure spell-wise, you could always grab your crossbow and attempt to shoot. You would be at a disadvantage for a crossbow shot. Arrows actually pierce the water pretty well. 
And your bonus action on your bonus action, you can also direct your spiritual weapon to make another attack as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to see it. There's some things about healing or restoring but they don't work on the undead so i know that we're just beginning this journey and i've already cast two spells and i have a limit of three right? okay four can i have four yeah well, I, have four. I don't mind spending another one because i need to stop this creature because she's very powerful she's already attacked our friend and we can't seem to get purchase on her i'm going to do guiding bolt okay 120 feet range and um on a hit, the target takes 46 radiant damage. And it says the next attack made against before the end of your next turn has advantage thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. Right. So, right. <laughs> so Roll a I? d20 and add five. 11 plus five. 16, that's gonna hit. Roll 46, I believe it is. Or 66, or 46. 46. Four of the d6s? Yeah. Squared. This one? Yep. Good old fashioned. So four times? Yep. A five. Three. Okay. Five. Thirteen. Five. Thirteen. Five. Okay. How does this happen? Because you're going to kill it. Because <laughs> it's going to kill it. What's she, what's she using? Guiding bolt. Like flavoring the death. Okay. Yeah. That like, probably. <laughs> the se- second mob, uh, like high-powered mob, she's killed with this. God damn it, Sita! <laughs> and it's actually doubled because it's radiant damage, and she's undead. Right. So that's well, why if I would know that, would just moonbeamed her. It's all right. It's a learning process. You guys are learning as adventurers as well during this. So. And it feels like it's going against my morality, but it feels like it's the only choice I have. I gather my inner spiritual power and I create like a ball of energy in my hands and I just push it forward. Okay. And say done. Okay. Uh, Egg, you're you're just coming up out of the water, like holding this thing up, and you sort of just, or no, sorry, yeah, you're back in the water. So you lift it up out of the water by its hair, and all of a sudden, you just see this sphere of bright light hit it, and you just start to see the the skin start to burn off of it, and its hair, and its mouth just opens up, and radiant light bursts forth from its eyes and its mouth, and you almost see a smile for just a split second before its burnt corpse is just sort of dangling in oh, your hands. Gosh. Drop like hair off hand. <laughs> you drop maybe, it. Maybe and, like run the hand a few times in the water. <laughs> you drop it. The, the corpse starts steadily going downstream. Sakura sits down at the tree line uh, in the tree and casts Mage Hand and starts petting herself. <laughs> okay. Hail the Voidlings! Special thanks to Patrick, the Goddamn DM, at the Goddamn DM on Twitter, of the Almost Heroic podcast, at Almost Heroic D&D on Twitter, for joining us for the first leg of our journey through Chapter 3. We had a lot of fun recording with him, and are excited to bring him back for a few more episodes to share his wit and charm. If you want to help us continue to push fun new content, you can like, comment, and subscribe to our episodes on your preferred podcast platform, rep the merch available at store.hailthevoid.com around town, support us directly at patreon.com slash or if a drowned maiden 
relieved you of all your coin. You can help us out tremendously by sharing our content with your friends and family. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for exclusive photos of Sakura's doodles, in-game pictures, and a heads up for when we post new episodes. We'll be back next week with more D&D shenanigans, so stay vigilant, stay dry, and above all, again and always, Hail the Void.